Well, I better get going. Your show's almost on. It's officially overtime. Sounds like a freaking good nature to me. Yeah. Can't wait to meet him. Overtime with Lee Patterson, the only live local radio sports talk show in the Gila Valley. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. And now, here's your host for Overtime, Lee Patterson. that hard to turn the knobs? Yes, on some days it is that hard to turn the knobs. How's everybody doing today? I'm Lee Patterson. Thanks for joining us. Just a couple of minutes early. Something was up with Doug Gottlieb's microphone on his show on the National Fox feed. So we're just jumping in a little bit early to uh, to start the overtime show. Well, they work through some problems at the uh, Fox national level. Hopefully, uh, you're doing all right. Uh, welcome back to spring uh, since the 10 days of winter are over in southeastern Arizona. Uh, it was uh, nice while it lasted, and now we're back into the 70s. So hope is hope everybody's doing well. It was perfect weather yesterday for Eastern Arizona College Softball to kick off their season. Uh, they split a doubleheader with Eastern Utah. Nope. That's not right. University of Utah Eastern is officially how they go. Uh, East, Eastern Arizona lost the first one 9-1, won the second one 12-2, and are off to the Great Western Shootout in Yuma this weekend. So college sports is on it, which is – I was telling somebody this last night. It's strange that softball is the first sport to take place at the college this year because of there's so many fall and, and winter sports ahead of it. Uh, but the technically the first game played this year at Eastern Arizona College was a softball game, so they are up and going. Um, we'll get into the basketball season and schedule. Uh, they start this week as well over at Eastern Arizona College. We're in full swing: high school basketball, high school soccer, high school wrestling. Um, it's just uh, full swing. I mean, it, with the weather back to, I'm not going to say normal, but warmer. Uh, for this time of year, everything just feels like it's supposed to be happening at this time anyways to me. I mean, it just, I don't know, maybe the maybe the winter weather had something to do with the gloomy atmosphere around sports, but um, with the weather heat back up and uh, it's gorgeous outside right now, I left the door open to the studio so I could see out uh, south uh, towards the mountain range so that, uh, because it's, it's just a gorgeous day out there today, and uh, Hopefully that uh, transitions into a great finish of sports. It because we're in a because we're in a abbreviated season for high school sports. We're almost halfway through the season. I think when we hit uh, next Tuesday, we'll be halfway through the basketball season. Not tons of games being played this year because obviously because of the COVID pandemic, but. We're almost done, and teams are teams are starting to settle in. I, I think it took a little bit. I, I had a conversation with the head coach last night, and I think that there was some burnout practicing for five weeks, with like like they did. Teams practiced for five weeks against each other while the season was in limbo, and there was a burnout factor. I believe. Nobody has told me that, just my observation. And it's taken a little bit for teams to teams to get back into it playing against other teams. Um, 
You know, teams are starting to settle in. We're starting to see some points scored. You know, I I think everybody's realized it's still just basketball, Uh, even though the fans and the officials and the the administrators and the players are all wearing masks. It's still still basket. It's just basketball, and I think that has started to settle in here in 2021, the year of the COVID, as it will. I'm sure there will be asterisks all up and down the the record books for this year because of uh because of the covid and that's okay i mean it's it's not going to take anything away from anybody that 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 makes a record has a record this year or wins a state championship it's still going to count as a state championship in the book maybe there'll be an asterisk next to it but maybe there won't be everybody had to go through it so it's not like that team was special because they were the only ones. I mean, everybody in the country has had to go through the same thing. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how that all plays out. Uh, I am just hope uh, the, the numbers seem to be coming down COVID-wise, so hopefully that opens some things up a little bit more down the stretch. We'll see. I, I completely skipped over my, my favorite part of the show, and that is... Rolling Stone magazine voted that as one of the top 10 worst 1990s songs, by the way. I found that out the other day. I was doing some music research and saw on the internet that that uh, was one of the top 10 worst songs of the 1990s. Sweet. And I use it on... So, so the like the 12 cents they get a month from me might be good. I don't know. Uh, games happening last night. High school basketball. Let's start at 3A girls level. Um, I got to go to 3A. That's everybody. Big schools do not apply here. Um, let's see. Northwest Christian over Camp Verde, 56-46. This is on the girls' side. The Globe girls finally get a chance to get on the court. They win 54-19. to They've been quarantined since the beginning of the season, and they beat Benjamin Franklin 54-19. to Valley Christian over Eastmark, 32-26. to Page beat up on Fountain Hill, 75-15. to Florence over Pushridge, 52-35. to Coolidge over Santan, 38-28. Parker beat Tonopah Valley, 39-20. Holbrook over Payson, 71-26. Snowflake beat Blue Ridge, 61-21. Winslow over Sholo, 67-47. Thatcher beat Safford last night, 64-45. And Kingman over Wickenburg, 55-43. 3A girls basketball scores from last night. Move down to the 2A level, Arizona Lutheran over Horizon Honors, 43-36. Desert Heights Prep beat North Point Prep, 56-12. Pima over Miami, check out this score, 85-10. The Pima girls over Miami last night. Sedona Red Rock, they upped them one more, 92-14 over Northland Prep. Glendale Prep beat Scottsdale Prep, 60-24. And Round Valley beat St. John's, 28-25 on the girls' 2A scores. Uh, 1A action last night. Baghdad over Mojave Accelerated, 27-26. St. Michael beat Joe City, 63-26. Leading Edge beat Lincoln Prep, 64-21. Sam Manuel over Ray, 44-40. Duncan Girls picked up a win at San Simone last night, 37-21. St. David over Desert Christian, 57-36. Fort Thomas went down to Elfrida and beat up Valley Union, 63-17. Games today... 
The games are bunched together. Teams are going to play a bunch of back-to-back games. Sam Manuel is at Fort Thomas today at 4.30 on the girls' side. And Duncan is not scheduled to play in girls' basketball today. Today in the 2A, St. David is at Benson. That's going to be a pretty good game. Uh, Scottsdale Christian at Gilbert Christian. Round Valley is at Sholo on the 2A side of things. And in the 3A, girls' basketball schedule for today. Round Valley at Sholo, Northwest Christian at Wickenburg. Nobody locally on the schedule for tonight. On the boys' side of basketball, we'll start at the 3A level from yesterday. Final scores were uh, Tanka Verde over Palo Verde, 41-38. Wickenburg beat Kingman, 74-22. Gilbert Christian over ALA Ironwood, 59-46. Ben Franklin beat Globe, 58-36. Fountain Hills over Page, 55-46. Pushridge beat Florence, 50-38. Thatcher over Safford, as you heard right here on KETO last night, 65-54. Coolidge over Santan, 69-52. Holbrook held Pace and Boyce to 19 points last night, 52-19. Snowflake over Blue Ridge, 57-29. Two-way boys basketball scores from last evening, February 2nd. Gilbert Classical over Sequoia Charter, 74-71. Arizona Lutheran beat Horizon Honors, 55-41. Pima Boys back in the win column after dropping one at St. David, 77-56 over Miami. Sedona Red Rock beat Northland Prep, 76-59. St. John's over Round Valley, 48-40. And Phoenix Christian beat Sequoia Pathway, 76-46. Last night in the small school 1A level, it was Rancho Solano over Williams, 66-31. Joe City beat St. Michael, 79-46. Ray over Sam Noel, 65-31. San Simone doubled up, excuse me, Duncan doubled up San Simone, 61-32. St. David over Desert Christian, 65-37. Valley Union beat Fort Thomas, 52-51. And Patagonia upended the Gregory School, 55-47. In two games tonight at the 1A level, Sam Manuel is at Fort Thomas for a 6 o'clock tip-off. St. David is at Benson. Moving up the ladder to the 2A game scheduled for tonight. On the boys' side, St. David and Benson, as we mentioned. Round Valley is at Sholo. And in 3A boys' basketball, I'm pretty sure if there was no girls' game scheduled, there's not going to be any local Boys game scheduled tonight either. There is not. Soccer. Scores from last night. Girls soccer. Locally. Thatcher beat Florence 9-0 at Florence last night. Bushridge over Santan 3-0. Valley Christian beat Lincoln Prep 13-0 last night in girls soccer. Game scheduled for tonight around the area in girls' soccer. Let's go to the third, shall we? There is no game scheduled in girls' soccer for the third. Interesting. Um, On the boys' soccer scores, there is absolutely no game scheduled for the third. Uh, Last night on the boys' side of soccer, Thatcher beat Florence 9-1. Pushridge over Santan 5-1. And Glendale Prep beat Wickenburg 8 to nothing in boys soccer last night. That 
wraps up the score portion of overtime today. I'm Lee Patterson. Thanks for joining us every Wednesday here on KATO. Podcast will be posted later anywhere you can download a podcast as well. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about how teams will be able to qualify for the state high school tournament this year and where that may be played at coming up right after this. Welcome back to Overtime. Lee Patterson with you. Thanks for joining us the second day of February. Oh, the, the groundhog up there in Pennsylvania, old Puxatani Phil, saw a shadow, which means six more weeks of Arizona in Arizona. I mean, that's the joke. If this is going to be six more weeks of winter, 74 degrees and sunny, we'll take it here in southern Arizona. So I was, I, I was trolling around the old Arizona AZ Preps 365 website and was wondering if they've posted how teams will qualify for the tournament because it's different this year. Every even even during football, they lowered the number number of minimum games you had to play and such to be able to get in. So this is what it looks like right now, according to the website. There has not been dates posted. I have seen a rough draft of the dates, and we'll talk about those here in a second. But the 3A boys and girls basketball, each conference got to decide how their team would their, their teams would qualify for state. So this is a conference decision by the conference head, mostly athletic directors of the conference. So 3A will take 16 teams to the state, state tournament in basketball this year. In order to qualify, a school must have scheduled a minimum of 10 games, not played. That's the key in this, this breakdown, have scheduled a minimum of 10 games. Based on region standings, top team in each region will earn an automatic bid to the state tournament bracket. The 3A conference tournament, the 3A conference leadership will determine the nine teams that will be selected at large for the state tournament. So there will be a human element to the 3A at large this year. They're not just going to take the the next nine teams. The state tournament will consist of four rounds and be single elimination. So there will be seven region champions and nine at-large qualifiers to make up the 16 teams in the 3A this year. Down to the 2A, they will also take 16 teams, and in order to qualify, you have must have played a minimum of eight games. See the difference? In 3A, you only have to schedule 10. In 2A, you have to play at least eight games. Based on region standings, the top two teams in each region will earn an automatic bid at minimum to the conference play-in tournament. There is no play-in tournament this year at the 3A level. At the 2A level, meaning Pima and Marinci and Wilcox, uh, they will there will be a play-in tournament. The conference play-in tournament will match up teams ranked number one or number nine through 24, and teams ranked one through eight, along with the eight winning teams through the conference play-in tournament, will make up the 16-team state tournament. The state tournament bracket will be seeded according to overall ranking of the 16 teams. The state tournament will consist of four rounds and be single elimination. So other than playing eight games, a minimum of eight games, there is no other change to the way that the two-way tournament is going to happen other than it being 16 teams in, in the actual state tournament. On the 1A level, it will also be a 16-team bracket. In order to qualify, a school must have scheduled a minimum of 10 games and played each regional opponent. 
Okay, I like that little caveat. Schedule 10 games, but play each regional opponent. The top three teams in each of the four regions will receive an automatic bid to the state tournament. The remaining four at-large bids will be determined by the state tournament bracket, will be determined by the 1A conference leadership, as they will seed the tournament as well. The state tournament will consist of four rounds and be single elimination. The top, So there will be nine teams, top three teams in each region, so 12 automatic qualifiers and four at-large at the 1A, which will all be seeded by the leadership. That will be all seeded by human. No PowerPoints involved in the 1A. 2A is all PowerPoints, and 3A will be seven region champions and nine at-larges decided by the conference leadership. So there's your breakdown. No dates have been posted yet. It still says to be determined, but I have heard through the grapevine, hurting through the grapevine, you remember the raisins? Huh, that's dating myself, um, that there's a real possibility that all playoff games will be played at the higher seed all the way through, which if that by the time the state turn championships come around and there's still not fans being allowed into games, it doesn't make any sense business-wise for the AIA to rent a big venue. It just doesn't. I will. That's that's my take on that. And I talked to several coaches who agree. They said, you know, it's fun to go out of town and stay in hotels and play in a big arena, but playing a home game for a state championship, that'd be freaking cool. And I will, it would be. Um, it would be nice to play a home game for a state championship. So if you're the one or two seed, you could play a state championship at home, or if there's a bunch of upsets, you're the highest seed, you could play it at home. That's not in writing yet. It's not posted to any official website, but I have heard that that's what the AIA and the conference leaderships are uh, contemplating is to play the games at higher seeds. If it's not all the way through, maybe it's until the championship game, maybe even a semifinal at home, which would be a huge advantage for some teams um, because they would still get two, two fans per Two fans per home athlete. Although in the playoffs, it would it would really it, it I would open it up in the playoffs to to play two two fans from the other t- other school as well. Um, that, especially in the playoffs, that's just I mean if I mean we can solve all the problems we want on the radio, but um, that's that's just my opinion on it. But that's coming up fast. That's going to be – it's a month from now when that state tournament's going to start. They're going to be spread out. I saw that the first – I think March 5th through the 18th is the dates for the state tournament. So it's going to be fairly spread out. Or those are the dates that the AI has set aside that you can play your state tournaments in. But all championships have to be done by the 18th is what I understand. So that is – that is where we stand with that. It's it's coming down to it. The first rankings won't come out until February 11th, so we really won't know where the teams stand. Um, and any other rankings that come out now have no no little to no effect on. Um, I mean, Max Preps does their own rankings, but once the AI, what, that if you're looking at the Max Preps ranking and think that's where your team's going to be ranked when the AIA rankings come out, you're going to be upset. Uh, because that's just not how it works. They, Max Preps does their own algorithm, and then when they 
they are in charge of the they they are a partner in the AIA powerpoints but it's not directly their rankings that come into um the the AIA rankings so those will come out February 11th we'll have a better idea of how basketball will be going from there um soccer tournaments let's see how those are going to be seated if they've updated that they've even got dates on theirs so the 3A state tournament this is on it's probably different this is on the boys side we'll start March 10th high seed so they've got high seed first round high seed second round semifinals and championship on back-to-back days at CHS does it tell me where CHS is no it doesn't um that's on the boys side so here's how 3A soccer which is everybody here will qualify in order to qualify a school must have played a minimum of eight games Based on region standings, the top team in each region will earn an automatic bid at minimum to the conference play-in tournament. The conference play-in tournament will be mat- will match up teams ranked number 9 through 24, teams ranked 1 through 8, along with the eight winning teams from the conference play-in will make up the 16-team tournament. The will be consist of four rounds and be single elimination. So teams ranked number 1 through 8 and the eight conference winners will make up the tournament there. And I don't believe in soccer the rankings are out either let's see february 11th at noon for those as well so that is when those rankings will be released and we'll get a better idea and and wrestling is is obviously a team sport but an individual sport sport as well so the individuals will qualify let's see tournament for wrestling um it doesn't say it just says that uh, Division Three will be Saturday, March thirteenth. But that so does Division One, Two, Three. Oh, those are sectional tournaments. State State Wrestling Tournament Division Four, Thursday through fr- Thursday and Friday, March eleventh and twelfth. Sixteen competitors, double elimination. And Division Three will be Wednesday, March seventeenth, all day. Sixteen competitors, double elimination. That looks like that one is at Post and Butte High School. Uh, Division Four has not posted where that will be at yet this year. So, we shall see. It's time for break number two here on Overtime. Thanks for listening. I'm Lee Patterson. We will come back. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the Thatcher girls volleyball team and a an award they won through the AIA and then turn our attention to Eastern Arizona College Sports for the last couple of minutes of the show. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Overtime. Lee Patterson with you. Thanks for joining us today on the 2nd of February. It's also National Signing Day for Division I sports, but um, those signing days have been extended. It's not an exclusive day this year like it has been in the past, but also this is a completely different topic, but I'll touch on it a little bit. Not a ton of opportunities for high school seniors this year because of COVID. The junior college level and the NCAA level have both said that Anybody that wants to play another year can play another year. They're not going to lose a year. So there's not going to be a ton of movement. About the only people that are going to be leaving are those that get drafted and those that are maybe fifth-year seniors that are ready to get on with their career and, and and their family. And just not going to be a ton of turnover like there has been in, in usual years. So high school seniors are really going to suffer this year from that. There's going to be a ton of red shirts and gray shirts from junior college all the way up to the Division One level, of people that probably would get a spot most years 
that are good enough to get a spot, a scholarship spot. There's just not going to be any available. So the trickle-down unintended consequence of giving everybody another year at the college level means this year's high school seniors just not a ton of spots. Or you're going to have to or the or the coaches at that level are going to have to have to send packing some of their guys in order to make room for these freshmen. So I mean that's just that's just how it is um right now in this in the in this world. So also um looking through spirit line qualifiers were this last weekend um spirit line let's see let's go from the top uh game day state championships took place december 12th at chaparral high school that's a long time ago uh chaparral won the d1 d2 was combs d3 sarita d4 was globe spirit line state qualifiers division let's go down until we find the small school division uh spirit line state qualifiers again Division four all girls stunt Benson Thatcher and Round Valley. So the Thatcher girls all girls stunt in Division four made it to the state championships or state tournament. So congratulations to them as well. Um, I was looking for the press release I got about the Thatcher girls and their. A nomination. Actually, they ended up winning it, but um, what it amounted to was the Thatcher girls volleyball team was nominated for the team of the season in the fall season by, through the AIA. The sponsor of it was Sprouts Market, which we don't have one here locally, uh, but the Thatcher girls volleyball team was nominated and was voted it was voted on through the AIA app and Thatcher was actually named the champion and they will be being be getting a $500 gift card to Sprouts is what it looks like uh the teams they beat out this year Chaparral football Liberty football Santa Cruz football the only volleyball team nominated was Thatcher and this was their nomination Although Thatcher High School had dominated volleyball in the 2A conference the previous two seasons, going 17-0 in non-tournament play each campaign, the Eagles' move up to 3A this past fall was expected to endure some setbacks, especially against two 2019 state tournament qualifiers and last season's central region runners-up, the Safford Bulldogs. But the Eagles not only went undefeated against their new South Central region opponents in their first year in the conference, they did not lose a single game to them rolling to the state semifinals before falling to eventual champion Northwest Christian. Quote, I feel like they earned it and really worked hard this season, Thatcher head coach Kim Moore said after the team swept number 13 seed in the 3A tournament, Tanka Verde. The South Central Coach of the Year, Orr, and her Eagles went on to hold number 5 seed Arizona College Prep Academy below 20 in three straight games to advance to the second weekend of the playoffs. It's a really big confidence booster because it let them realize, hey, we do belong here and we're going to be okay no matter what. Against a schedule that did not allow for tournaments dramatically shortened due to the, the effects of COVID-19, the Eagles suffered their only three setbacks in the regular season to a regional rival Snowflake twice and Pima High School once. They, they would end up with two players on the all-3A team with South Central Region Player of the Year Michaela Jorgensen earning a spot on the first team and the region's Offensive Player of the Year junior Olivia Lunt making the second team. 
So that was the nomination for them, and uh, there was enough votes, and they won. And so uh, I don't know that they know this yet. I just found this out last night because I was part of the meeting. They will be presented with their gift card on Tuesday, and I will be there to help with that as well. The AIA has asked me to head on over there and help with that award presentation. And so I will be over there on Tuesday to help with that. So congratulations to the Thatcher girls volleyball team. We got about a minute and a half left. Just wanted to, to make sure that uh, we mentioned that Friday at 530, we'll have Eastern Arizona College men's basketball here on KETO, also online at GilaValleyCentral.net. As they tip off the season against Arizona Western, Arizona Western with a win last night at home against Cochise College. The women will play at 730 Friday night, and then the men will play Western again at 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. The women will go to Cochise College on Saturday for a game. So the schedules at the college have all been um, changed multiple times due to COVID, but sounds like they've got it all in forward gear and are ready to get the season underway. That music underneath tells me we're just about out of time. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you Friday night on the radio at Eastern Arizona College. Only parents of athletes allowed at the college games at the college games right now. So just FYI, I've had several people ask me about it, but that is what is going on over there. So thanks for joining us. Have a good one. Goodbye. 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 Good night. Signing off. Come to bed now. Okay.